Hello and welcome to Caravan Confessions. I'm your host, Eric Simon, aka The Broke Agent, and today we have another Eric on, Eric Diarkland from Los Angeles. Eric, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks for having me. Of course. Um, so Eric, you work with foreclosed properties. You deal with foreclosures. Uh, if you want to kind of give a brief synopsis of what you do, and then we could dive into your story. Yeah, so I got into foreclosed um, homes in about two th- in 2011, um, and I did that for a few years. Um, I would be buying the foreclosed homes at the trustee sales, so th- those would be the ones that actually go through the full foreclosure process, and it's an actual forced sale. Um, a lot of foreclosures, you know, they'll be bought out through like a short sale or um, they'll end up on MLS through an REO, but these were the ones that would be at the courthouse on the on the court steps, and you'd have to be there with cashier's checks um, <clears throat> to buy the house. Mm-hmm. And uh, most of these houses are sight unseen. You can't get into them before, and most of them are occupied. So, I mean, the most you really get to see is just a drive-by on the street. Wow. Um, <laughs> so you have don't really you... know what you're getting into until you uh, actually buy it. <laughs> So you've dealt with short sales before? A few, but that's not what we focused on. We, we focused just for the most part on the trustee sales. Yeah, uh, I, was in, I was involved with one short sale on the Pacific Palisades, and it was a complete fucking nightmare. Um, it never ended up closing, and the guy was like a squatter in the house, and it was just – I don't. the process took like eight to nine months, and then I ended up never getting paid off of it, so – those suck. They shouldn't be called short sales. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I bet that one ended up going to the trustee sale. But yeah, short sales are nightmares. I, I, it's insane. So you don't need a real estate license for what you do? No, anyone can go and do it. Okay. Have you ever thought about getting into traditional sales or do you primarily like doing foreclosure and dealing with that? Um, mostly what we focus on are distressed properties. And what we found, even if there's something on MLS – it's better to have the listing agent represent us because you'll get some inside information and you know everyone acts like they're uh, they won't do it but i think they give preferential treatment right. if they're lending the deal and for those who don't know that are listening what is a distressed property so most of the distressed properties we would buy would just be physically distressed um, and then i mean you can find distressed properties that's not emotionally distressed financially distressed or just poorly operated. Right. Okay. Um, So you got a story about uh, a property in the Valley, right? Correct. It was uh, in the Van Nuys, Reseda area. Um, It was on a major street on Reseda Boulevard. And um, we bought the house in 2013. It was... uh, it was a weird looking house. It had a gate around the front and a bunch of hedges that hadn't been cut and it must have been a decade. They were extreme, like 30 feet tall uh-huh. surrounding the entire building or the property. And um, we ended up getting it. And when you buy these houses at the trustee sale, you only get like a carbon copy receipt. You don't get the deed for a couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. So you don't really have proof that you're the legal owner until you get that deed. So usually in that two week period, you try to make contact with the, with the owner and get a dialogue going and help them with the transition of moving out. So, so, so you had no idea who these owners were going to be. 
No clue. We, we, we thought there was a good chance it was vacant just because uh -huh. of the look of it. You can't imagine people would live and have their yard looking that way. <laughs> um, it's, it's either vacant or it's going to be like some sort of crack den. Yeah, exactly. I, some guy always told me, he's like, you got to stay away from those houses that have that just look like they're fortresses. Yeah, there's, there's, there's always squatters in those places, especially in Los Angeles. Yeah, this guy wasn't a squatter. Um, he, he was running an operation out of there. But <laughs> um, so what we ended up doing, we kept posting notice that, you know, change, there was a change of ownership and we were trying to meet the guy to get the conversation going. And it was tough to tell if it was occupied or not. But every time we'd come by, the notice would be ripped down and we talked to the neighbors and they said, yeah, there's someone that lives there and people come at like weird hours and there's definitely someone there. So once we finally got the deed, we posted a notice of entry. So just saying, giving them a 24 hour um, heads up that we will be going into the house. So before, before you continue, you said they kept ripping down the notices prior to this. So like what, a couple of weeks building up, you guys kept putting up notices and then yeah, the like every other day I'd go out there and post something <clears throat> and see if it was taken down. Uh huh. See if I could catch them. Like maybe they're they, they work at night or they work during the day. You, you just try to go around at different times of the day to, yeah. To, you know, you don't know these people's schedules. Right. That's what we kind of do with door knocking. Real estate agents is when you try you try to catch an owner at a specific time of day. So if he's not there at 9 a.m., you keep coming back at a different time. Try to hit him at dinner time. Um, yeah. Night, it sucks going back and forth doing that. Did you go? To this property like with another person because you have no idea who the owner is going to be um this was kind of late into in the the time i've been doing foreclose home so i felt pretty comfortable with it so on this particular one i i, I went by myself um, uh -huh. are you like a big guy <laughs> um i'm like so so i mean i definitely had some <laughs> situations where i did not feel safe um uh -huh. do you come I mean, strapped you yeah, exactly. I, sh I should be. You should, uh, yeah. It's dangerous, man. I got chased with a baseball bat door knocking a place in the Beverly Hills Flats. Yeah, you don't know how – you don't, these people are – they could be super upset too. You know, they're losing their house. And yeah, you got to you, you gotta come prepared. Have you ever Definitely. been in a fight? Have you ever been in a fight before? No, but I, I've ran off and hopped in my car and <laughs> drove away as fast as I could before. <laughs> I've, I've done that before also. That's That's the move. I think the other guy did. He may have had a gun. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but um, so I posted that notice, and we were gonna have a locksmith there um to open up the door, and it still felt super weird, and I I started getting the vibe that you know something's going on in there. So I called the police, kind of gave them the rundown that you know we bought the house at a foreclosure auction, and and um, we're we gave a notice of entry. And these two like young policemen, they're probably my age at the time. I think I was I was probably twenty five or twenty six. Uh huh. Um, I don't know I mean, they made policemen were, that were twenty five, twenty six. <laughs> these guys had shaved heads. They both had like huge shoes in, and they're like, "Oh yeah, we we got this for you." And um, <laughs> they they uh, start walking up to the door, and the door opens like coincidentally, and this guy walks out, and he's probably in his fifties, and He's got high heels on. He's got like a mini mini skirt on. He's got his <laughs> hairy legs out. Oh god! And then he's he's got a crossdresser. Like yeah, he's got a leather skirt, and then he's got this bright red like crock top and just two like tube socks stuffed in the top, and then he's got full makeup on. And uh, he the, comes the out and the he's tube just, socks were his tits. 
Yeah, exactly. Okay. How did <laughs> was he like an attractive cross gender person or it was what would you, probably the grossest one I've ever seen. Grossest one you've ever seen. Okay. <laughs> Just painting the picture. And like the, the cops, I mean, they acted like they've seen nothing like it either. They like jumped like a couple <laughs> feet back when they saw it. They're like, "All right, don't fucking move." And um, so he he's just he's tweaked out. He's super wiry, and he's he's smoking a cigarette as he walks out. And you know, the cops sit him down and kind of explain the situation. And um, he ends up just handing the keys over. And he's like, "All right, I'm just gonna go up to the liquor store, and you know, blah blah blah." And as he's talking about all this another guy comes out of the house and this guy's just like dressed in a suit like he looks like a normal guy that just you know was over there on his lunch break dressed in a business suit yeah he, he had uh -huh. a full like slacks on jacket tie uh -huh. um, dress shoes and he hopped on his bike i don't know if the police even saw and he biked off so it's like what the hell are they doing <laughs> so wait so this guy just handed you the keys and then booked it to the liquor store yeah he's like i'm gonna go up and get some food uh -huh. And then the, the cops were like, all right, here you go. Um, and they told the other guy, you know, you gave up possession. Um, so I walked in, or the cops before I walked in, they're like, you're probably going to see some weird shit in there. Um, if you see like a shitload of drugs or a gun, then call us back. Otherwise, just, just throw it away. Why don't they accompany you? I don't know. These guys just wanted to bounce. Yeah. <laughs> I wish they did. They sound like the most useless cops ever. They would just dip in and then they saw the I guy freaked out and they gonna, bounced. I think they knew it was going to be in there and they're just like, I don't want to deal with it. It's so like walk in the places, you know, like those houses that have the aluminum on the windows, like the, yeah. the tin foil, all the windows had that. So it's was, it was like pitch black in this place <laughs> and um, <clears throat> just furniture, floor to ceiling. And there's a hall, just a hallway made out of the furniture you go into like this back room and it was just, it was like a, it was a brothel. He had mattresses on the ground. Oh my God. He had like a, a table with a mirror, with like his drugs on it, some powder and some crystals. And then he had like <laughs> porn clippings like all over the place. Uh-huh. And, um. Was this a straight brothel or gay brothel or It, it had to be a gay brothel. It was two guys that walked out. Uh-huh. So, I think this guy did whatever. Yeah, so, so this guy was like the pimp. He was the head honcho? Yeah, I think he was the gimp. Okay. <laughs> and uh, and then there was there was like tools in there, like garden gardening tools. So this is like straight out of like Pulp Fiction or something. Yeah, that's what it, that's what it felt like. Uh -huh. And um, so I'm still kind of cautious. I'm in there. I was like, wow, this is this is disgusting. Um and I, 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 somewhere along the way, I called a guy that works with us and told him I need to get a few locks so we can change the locks out. So he was over at Home Depot picking that stuff up, and it was just me at the house. And uh -huh. I was also – I spoke with our attorney that does all of our evictions for us, and he was like, yeah, if they come back, just don't give up possession. It will become you know, a civil dispute, and it will be really hard to get them out. They could be in there for like another six months. So – I'm looking out front and I see this like minivan just barreling down Reseda Boulevard uh -oh. and it's coming like straight to the house and like skids out and like launches, like just stops there. And this guy gets out with his wife and they're probably, I don't know, in their sixties or something. So this is obviously not the owner. This isn't the owner. It was, okay. I think it was like the owners or the, no, this was the owner, but the guy that was in the house he was the nephew or something. Oh, okay. So they're somehow related. It's a family operation. Yeah. Uh -huh. And uh, they come out and the doors open and he's like full steam and we both like 
hit the door at the same time. And it's just like, we're both like, put. Try, I'm trying to push it closed. He's trying to push it open. And then his like wife comes over. So there's like two of them and there's me. And I finally get the door closed and just deadbolt it. And it's like, holy shit. Um, <laughs> it's like a, like a scene out of Lord of the Rings, <laughs> two towers when the orcs are trying to penetrate the, the king's castle. You know what I'm yeah, talking about? This lady was, she looked like one too. She, she um, looked like an orc or an orca. <laughs> So then I'm in the house and they both kind of like split and it's like, okay, where are they going? They're trying to get into the house. Um, so I'm like going around to check the other doors and windows and um, I call the police and the police come back out. Same guys? Um, I think one of the guys, yeah, I, I think so. I forget. Um, but the, the police were just like, hey, you guys, your nephew or whoever it was that he gave him the keys um, you know, you're trespassing, you got to get off the property. So the second and, you transfer the keys, that's it. No, I mean, the, the cops didn't know it, it was, it was definitely very, very gray. I mean, right. Yeah. Cause cops don't know about like foreclosure. I mean, I'm sure they are slightly educated on it, but they don't like know the, the like real estate ruling of all that. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's sure. a whole, there's, you got to file a, an unlawful detainer and go through the whole eviction process and you can't it, – it was definitely not um, handled correctly. Yeah. Um, but the, the issue the, – the difficulty is once someone has possession, it's hard to uh, take that possession away. Uh -huh. So it was like – Possession of the keys or like of the house? Of being in the house because I was okay. like in possession of the house. Right. So for them to they, – they couldn't go in and kick me out of the house. But say like somehow that, that door situation reversed and they got in and I was out, then – it would be really difficult for – I wouldn't be able to get him out. I'd have yeah. to go through the whole like three to six-month eviction process to get him out. Well, good thing you were strong enough to keep the orcs out. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So did, so did they try like a backdoor entry or try to smash one of the windows or something or they kind of gave up and drove away? They kind of gave up. The police got there and they, uh, you know, they sat out front for like a really long time. The guy that had the locks, he came over and we just like barricaded the house. We put – all the windows were wood, so we just put screws uh -huh. in the windows so they couldn't open them. And then um, dead and what about, all. What about the drugs? You just did them all or did you uh, <laughs> yeah, turn exactly. them into the police? <laughs> I think it was like meth or something. I don't oh, know. God. I don't even know if I would know meth if I saw it, which is a good, which is a good thing. Or crystal. Yeah, it, I don't know what it was. It was, it, it was the gnarliest drugs I've ever seen. Yeah. But another interesting thing, there's all this shit in the house now. and um, Actual shit or just? Just like no furniture and just oh, okay. all their crap. And um, I wanted to get just everything out as quick as we could. So we started throwing stuff away. And there's also another like legal procedure you need to follow when there's abandoned personal property. So, you know, we realized kind of late in, into it that, hey, we didn't follow, you know, the abandoned the the legal the legal way to throw this stuff out it's mm -hmm. supposed to auction it off it's a, if it's above a certain value <laughs> do you but, think anybody would want to buy those those sexcapade mattresses <laughs> I know exactly I mean the, it... the issue is there's so much stuff I think it's it's like a low threshold too if it's like under or if it's above like seven hundred dollars uh -huh. worth of stuff then you have to go through this very lengthy auction process you can like pay me seven hundred dollars to take any of that stuff. I know. So what we ended up having, because we, what we were concerned about was, what what people do is they'll they'll say that oh you threw away these photos that were invaluable to me, right? And 
you know, but or I'll take twenty thousand dollars, you know, and uh-huh. I'll start a lawsuit on that pretense. So, I mean, that was one angle they could have t- taken. And, I have a feeling you know, these people don't even want to get like lawyers involved because I'm sure the more information yeah. that's gathered about them, you know, they're definitely running an illegal brothel prostitute yeah, operation. It's funny because also they did, drugs. They did get someone involved early on, and I took a bunch of pictures and. Um, their attorney reached out to the attorney we use and he was, Hey, he's like, Hey, just send over those pictures to me. I want to forward them to their attorney just so he knows what they were up to. Right. And then like <laughs> after that, it, it just, it never, it never came to anything. What? So you, the sale was never made or no. Cause he was, they were trying to say it was a wrongful eviction. Uh huh. And, um, so they hired an attorney to, to argue that for them. So their attorney was kind of, was, was going to file a, a case on that. And then we sent over the photos of all the drugs and the brothel. And he just said, all right, I'm done with this. Uh-huh. I'm not going to get involved. Wait. So did, did the owner move back into the house? No, no, he didn't. He, they were trying to, they tried oh, okay. a couple weeks. Got it. That's ridiculous. Did I you never, ever think I, of <laughs> what? No, go ahead. I said, did you ever think about just getting into like traditional real estate sales? I don't know. It just, I'm not, I'm not a good uh, administrator and the paperwork and all that stuff. Yeah. Neither am I. You got to have someone else do that for you. You get a TC transaction coordinator. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um, I, I, I'm more into the, uh, I don't know. I like the excitement of it. I mean, I, I, that was probably the craziest story I had, but there was a lot of other ones kind of in between. Uh-huh. So there's always, that, you know, is that the first time you ever had to get the police involved, like on the spot? There was another one too, um, where these guys just completely vandalized the house. They cut off uh-huh. the, the the water, and they all took shits in the oh toilet. It was like there was like six different shades of brown in the. Toilet. Oh, that's so disgusting! <laughs> it was like to the brim, and there was uh-huh. no water. You couldn't flush it. Oh God, that's fucking disgusting. <laughs> <laughs> so you had to go. You had to go in there and facilitate that, or did you, you just got the hell out of there. Well, that, that one went through the whole eviction process. And, oh, okay. Um, when they left, I mean, they, they cleared out the house and they, they vandalized the whole house. They put like rocks in the uh, uh, pool plumbing and they did that thing with the toilet. Yeah. And uh, They went through a lot of effort just to fuck up that house. But then they left like four cars behind. So I called a tow company and I was like, uh-huh. hey, you need to tow these cars. And they, they came up with uh, three tow trucks and they towed three of them. And then as I, I was the only one there again, and I was waiting them, for them to come back to get the last one, this other car pulls up, and it's just packed with the four guys that, like, lived at the house. And they're like, wow. where the fuck are my cars? <laughs> and it's like, it's like, like, dude, you guys took double-deckers in the bathroom and put rocks in the plumbing. We're taking your fucking cars. <laughs> yeah, that was honestly the scariest moment because they came out, and they were pissed, and they were yeah. huge. How, and they how were, like, were walking guys? towards me. And I was like, what, what am I going to do? Holy shit. So I just pulled my phone out. I was like, I'm filming you guys. Right. <laughs> like, that's all I knew what to say. Like, and then they got, I don't know, they kind of. I'm filming you guys. And they so, yeah, I... took one of the cars and they bounced. Yeah, you got to come to these things either with like some sort of weapon or backup, it sounds like. Because, I mean, you've been doing it for what, three or four years and you've already had two circumstances where you're semi-scared for your personal health. <laughs> I know. I know. Yeah. You think you learn. I know. So speaking of learning, is there anything that you've learned 
you know, from those two specific instances, like any value you can take away, any advice you want to give the audience if they were to ever deal with foreclosures? Um, God, I would say, I mean, as terrible as it sounds, um, I mean, the foreclosure business is pretty shady and yeah, I mean, when you have your opportunity to, to, to grab something, you got to go for it. Um, like when they gave me that possession, the possession of that house. Um, and also, I mean, our attorney, his motto was everyone's a crook and everyone's lying. And for the most part, I mean, <laughs> that did come out to be the case. Um, yeah. It, the way it's portrayed in film, like, I don't know if you ever seen 99 homes. Did you ever see that? Yeah, I did see that. Yeah. There's 99 homes. And then what movie is it? That shitty DJ movie with Zac Efron. Um, they were dealing with foreclosures too. We are your friends. Did you ever see that? See that when I saw 99 Homes though. Okay, yeah. The We Are Your Friends movie is absolutely terrible. That's a completely different subject. But yeah, the, the way they portray that too is the business is completely sketchy. Yeah, so, everyone involved in it, it's sketchy. Yeah. Well, Eric, thank you for uh, telling those stories. <laughs> um, I don't think the audience is going to you know, drop their real estate licenses and go do that. So I, I appreciate your time and yeah. All right. Well, thanks for having me. Uh, if you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe. New episodes airing every week. Please rate it on iTunes five stars or whatever you feel is worthy. And if you want to be on the podcast or you know someone else that has crazy real estate stories, please hit me up at the broke agent on all handles or you can email me. The broke agent at gmail.com. See you next week.